chapter 15. I am starting a new series today called Going in the Wrong Direction. Can you say that with me, please? Going in the Wrong Direction. In my life, there have been seasons when I have gone in the right direction. I was on target. But if I'm honest, there have been seasons I've gone in the wrong direction. Right now, uh, I'm praying through a lot of things. That's one of the reasons I'm going to start this thing with an update from the pastor. I want you to understand why we're doing what we're doing, service times, why we're making the changes we've made, a lot of things I'll talk about. But if I look at the numbers, and I'm going to get off here a little bit. If I look at the numbers, church attendance is down, giving in some places, um, and a lot, a lot of the, the end result of pastors, to me, uh, is not that good. Their mar- marriages aren't that great. Um, I counsel them, I, I'm telling you. That's part, that's, I'm a church specialist, both academically and just in heart. I love church, Bible, pastors, this whole thing I'm in. And so I study it, and I see the trends, and the trends concern me. Because uh, they're not committed to youth in any major way. All you got to do is think about it. Church you went to before. What is the emphasis? What is the focus? I think you have to care about older people. Us. I'm 65. You don't care about us. Come on, say us. Okay, us is important. But if we're really serious about success, you have to make sure you're going in the right direction in your family, your marriage, your life, your health. And so the big question I want you to think about is, are you going in the right direction this month? Every month I try to ask you one question. Now, you know me. I have one big question every year, right? The question for the year is, why don't people do what they're supposed to do? Because they're going where? In the wrong direction, right? The people that are constantly saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, they never get to it in any area of their life. They never lost the weight. They never exercised. They never, they never got better physically. They never got better in a relationship. They never connected with their kids again. Whatever it is, most of the time, the reason that never happens is because we go in the wrong direction. We approach it incorrectly. So my goal is to show you a group of people, the Pharisees, who went in the wrong direction. And really, this is important because they're religious people. These are sincere people. They're not all bad. Paul was one. These were people who were going in the wrong direction for, for incredibly obvious reasons. And so there are four sermons that we're going to talk about in this month. We're going to talk about, repeat these with me, please, bad examples, bad, examples. bad, advice. bad advice, and then on the Father's Day, we're going to talk about fathering in the wrong direction. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Man, I, 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 want to, I want to ask you in that sermon, how were you fathered? How are you fathered? I can't wait to do it on Father's Day. And it's live, too. <laughs> now, if those of you that want to watch it home, you can watch it home. There will be a digital version for you to watch at 9. But those of you that want to come 11 o'clock on Father's Day, come live with the preacher. We're going to talk about fathering live in the wrong direction. And then last sermon of the month is going to be called prioritizing in the wrong direction. So sometimes because of bad examples, because of bad advice, because of bad fathering, and because of bad priorities, you end up going in the wrong direction in your life. Now, the verse I'm going to read is going to be a little bit odd. I'm going to read it to you, and I want to explain how I'm coming at this. It's Matthew chapter 15, verse 4. For God said, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Strong words. Some of y'all will be dead by now. Wow. 
They are, <laughs> that's the Old Testament. You ought to be glad you live now, right? They are not to honor their father or mother with it. If they, um, they, are, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus, you will nullify the word uh, of God for the sake of your tradition. They're not, that's what you tell them. I'm sorry, let me get this right. I, I skipped verse five. That would have helped you if I put that in there, but I overlooked it. In this conversation, Jesus, uh, you know, when you mess up, you just need to fix up, right? Sometimes in life, things don't go right. Call upon the Lord and say it again. When you mess up in public, just don't freak out. Just fix it up and do it right. Oh, do it right. Do it right. When you mess up, just do it right. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right, ego. For God said, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. But you say, see, watch this technology. But you say, if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God, see, you copy that, bam, and you go back over here. So you got to, you, you know, technology is like cool, it's cool beans. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. See, when you, when you mess up, you can fix it up in the name of Jesus, and nobody will ever know you did it. There you go. Pretend you didn't see that. Here we go. So let's read it again. For God said, honor your father and your mother. Anyone who curses their father or mother will be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God, they're not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Let me explain it to you. Jesus says the Pharisees, the religious people, were ignoring a very key statement in the Ten Commandments, honor your mother and your father. And what that, what that meant was, if your parents needed help because there was no Social Security, there was nobody to help you, your job was to help them. The Pharisees said, well, if you've made this traditional rule that says, well, mom or dad, I know you need my help, but I've already devoted this to God, so I can't help you. I would give you the $50 you need, but I already bought that to the camp for the kids. So I can't help you. And he said, what you've done then is you've nullified the word of God with your tradition. That's the wrong direction. That's the wrong way to approach this. And so I want you to think about this for a minute, because for a lot of people, if they're honest, there are things like this. Obvious examples of bad choices. We found ways to cover it up with tradition, religion, schedule. Um, I, I, I had this moment, and, and I probably, I don't know if this fits or not, I'm just going to say it. I had this moment where I remember I was going to some uh, denominational meetings, and the meetings would be from, I'd leave here on Sunday after church, after preaching two or three times, or four, and then I would go to L.A., the meetings were in Los Angeles, and I would fly there that Sunday night, get there Sunday, Monday morning uh, for meetings that would start at 7 in the morning to 5, and I'd be there Monday. You're shaking your head. You've been in those meetings. Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Who starts a meeting at 7 o'clock? Help me, Jesus. And then I had to fly out Saturday because I had to preach back again Sunday. My mother lived in L.A. at the time, and she said to me, well, when am I going to see you? I came all the way to L.A. and I, you know, I'm going to see you. She said, 
how's that work? Because she worked in the evening from 3 to 11. So by the time I got out of the meeting, she was at work. So she'd have to come for lunch break at 11, 30, 12 to see me while I was on lunch break. In hindsight, after she'd been dead for years, I thought about it. You know what I came to real late? You should have missed church one Sunday. Stayed over a couple of days. But you can't miss church. You know, if you don't come in the building, you're going to hell. You know that, right? Y'all at home, y'all heard me. No, no. I mean, that's the way I thought. I mean, I thought I had to, couldn't be here. Y'all know I'm joking now. You'll get that right. Don't get that wrong now. But, but there's this incredible... I mean, my mother died in 1999, and I had that revelation a few days ago. Late. That's why the sermon series next month is called Too Slow. Don't wait. Don't miss that one. It's easy for you to miss stuff. It's easy for you not to pay attention. It wouldn't have killed overcoming by faith. It wouldn't have killed anybody, but it would have meant the world to her if I had said, I will miss, whenever you guys call me to these meetings in L.A., I will miss a Sunday, either before or after the meetings, so that I can just hang out with you. Do you feel guilty? Eh, I did other stuff for her. But I wish I'd done that too. It's amazing how you just don't even know you're going in the wrong direction. You think you are, and, and, and religious people cover it up well. Oh, my God, you, you, got, you got more Bible verses when you're going in the wrong direction you can imagine. Here's your little catchphrases. I feel led. The Lord told me. That just don't work for me. Everybody doesn't do it that way, praise God. You need to stop for a minute. These were the most trained, educated folks, but they were going in the wrong direction. Let me give you some things to be careful about when you're dealing with religious people, especially what I call traveling advice to help you <laughs> go in the right direction. You ready? Be careful when you follow. Be careful who you follow. Here's the question you should ask yourself. Do they practice what they preach? Say it with me, please, come on. Do they practice what they preach? If you're following people that are not practicing what they're preaching, you could be going or being led in the wrong direction. Here's what the Bible says. This is Matthew chapter 23, verse 1. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do. For they do not practice what they what? Preach. Do you practice what you preach? I mean, I'm really amazed at how We've justified, with the Bible, living an inconsistent life. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm just simply saying, if you're following somebody that's not practicing what they're preaching, where are you going? Secondly, watch this. Be careful. When your following is unnecessarily hard. Here's what he said in verse 4. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. But they themselves, but they themselves, but they themselves were not willing to lift a finger to move them. 
They like to put a load on you. They'll come to church and tie you up in here for four hours and go home and sleep the next two days while you go to work. They'll ask you to give, I want to say this carefully, unreasonable amounts of money. Un so you say, you just raised the offering. Now, you better be careful, Pastor, what you say. No, but I mean, I'm just saying it can be unreasonable. Unreasonable accountability. Just it can be this where it's cumbersome. It's, it's heavy. Oh, Jesus, if I say this, y'all better pray for me. I know the schedule's different right now. I'm going to throw this out. But I'm happy. <laughs> what? What? 40-some years? Let me say it again. What? <laughs> Man, I feel like, you know, y'all, average church person comes to church every once every six weeks anyway. The average person. Only 20, 30% of you come every week. So those who complain don't come every week, you didn't come every week. Well, okay, let me stop. <laughs> Just to make the point. First Sunday, second Sunday is live, right? Third Sunday is our special event Sunday. Special events. We're going to have uh, young adult Sunday, just young adults in the building. Father's Day, right? Uh, we're going to have uh, married couples just in the building. Men, twice a year, we're going to have just the brothers in the building. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great, phenomenal. And on fourth Sunday, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. I, I lost weight on 190, what am I, 186. I'm feeling good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm determined to live. I am 65 and can still run. I'm determined not to die. I'm not going to be like a lot of these preachers who look like they wore out. I refuse. My marriage is good. I live what I preach. I ain't no phony. Now, say it loud. Amen. Praise God. I mean that. And I'm telling you something. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I know there's other ways to do things. I ain't judging nobody else. I'm just talking about me. I, I think there's something Bad when it's unnecessarily hard. It takes 100 people to make all this happen to serve. It takes a lot of people to make this work. It takes a lot of money, a lot of time. Choir tired, worship team quiet, everybody tired, all of them tired. Everybody trying to get, get some rest. Everybody. That's why people backslide just to get a rest. They go back in the world just to get some sleep. If they're faithful to God, we kill the deacons, we kill the elders. The most faithful people are the ones I know we're going to kill. Parking attendants, all of them, just, we done choked them out. So now I'll let y'all just park where you want to park almost. Thank you, guys. I know you was out there working hard. And we, but I'm saying, man, there's a lot of time that you have to think about, think about following people, and it's hard. Be careful when it's hard. That's a sign you're going in the wrong direction. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is what? And my burden is? That's not true in church. That's not true in your life, some of you. You got a nonprofit for God, and it's trying to kill you. Everybody, I'm going to get off this, everybody that asks me about my job, let me tell you what they tell me when they see me. Oh, I know you're busy. They won't even call me. Everybody got my email. What's my email address? Pastor at what? Overcomingbyfaith.org. Now, you know why I say that? Because if you, you know, you can use it. If you say something crazy, I'll say something back to you. I will. Hey, what you, I mean, I laugh, you know, I love people, I don't mind. John jump in the river with you, I'll swim with you. But I mean, I, I say that because most people assume I'm so tired. You got to be tired, all the pressure you're under. There's 2,400 members in each other. You got to be tired. No, I'm fine. Plus, another plus a bunch of other constituent members and people around, you know, people, thousands of people watch us and all that. It's fine. But I'm not tired. I get plenty of sleep. 
Oh, no. And, and then when I ask people who want to be the pastor, they said, not me. That's a hard job. See, why did we make it look so bad? Nobody wanted to take over. So we're going to close up because nobody wants the job. Say amen if you're hearing me, church. No, louder than that. Come on, say amen. amen. You do not view this as light or easy. It's awful and hard. That is not how God wants us to see it. Be careful when following is unnecessarily hard. Be careful when appearances and celebrity is the main focus. Be careful when appearances and celebrity is the main focus. Be careful when appearances, right, and celebrity is the main focus. Everything he said in verse 5 is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries. They put these little pouches on their head, wide, and the tassels on their garments. They, have, they, they love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and be called Rabbi, Doctor, Pastor Ring. Yeah, God bless you, Reverend. But you are not called to be a rabbi. You're not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on this earth father, for you have one father. Now, now we're getting into, watch this, this is called hyperbole, right? He's exaggerating a point to make a point. He's trying to say, you're so focused on being called father and rabbi and bishop and all that, that you've lost sight. It's about celebrity for you. Verse 12, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You're losing your perspective. And you're going in the wrong direction when it's too hard. I'm not saying it's got to always be easy. I am not saying that the way to serve God is not people in the Bible were killed for the kingdom. It is my job that has some very difficult elements in it. I am not saying what I do is easy. Let me not deceive you. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm saying there comes a point where this gets to be unnecessarily hard. Can you say amen to that? Medicine is fine. Doctors and nurses are fine. But some of the way they train them is unnecessarily hard. Sometimes. It doesn't have to be that bad. I'll close with this. I learned some lessons in my life. Some lessons that have helped me practically make some better decisions. I've learned um, that I need to watch that I don't make the mistake that I made in my youth. I followed for a brief time a few unwise, hypocritical people. They endangered my health. <laughs> they were reckless. They, they, they were always in strife. It was always um, a usury kind of thing where the relationship was about me providing money for them. It was always about giving them some advantage. For a season, it's almost like in the long term, I didn't gain much in the relationship long term. It was bad when I look back and I see. Can you, can you look back and see that in your life? Can you look back and see where you, you, you were going in the wrong direction? You were trying, and it's not easy to admit it. But for this moment in your life, I want you to pause and consider the direction you're going in. You will never do the things you say you want to do if you keep going in the wrong direction. Your doctor told you, you did what? 
What did you do? Did you stop or did you keep going? I want you to pause for a minute. For some of you, this is the prophetic moment. Everything can change for you. This is the moment. And, and let me say this just for young people. Most of the time, it's at your age. Most of your tragedies start after high school. The bad people who have bad memories, very few of them are middle school and below. Some are. But when you get to high school and you graduate college and you start moving up the train, that's when you start sowing those bad seeds, listen to bad advice, and end up in a bad place. And that's what I'll talk about next time. Bad advice. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you for these extra seven minutes they've given me today. I thank you for the opportunity to speak a word to those that are in this building and those that are home. Let this be that transforming moment. In the name of Jesus. Grab your communion, if you would, please. Do not, and I want you to peel back the top. If you did not receive one, raise your hand. They'll bring one back to you. I see brother, brother over here. Anybody else? And if you're home, by the way, run to your kitchen, get you some juice and a cracker or some bread. And then I want you to get ready to join me as we leave. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, you've never given Jesus your life, this could be the moment. Your life can be changed forever. If you're here and you say you haven't been walking right, going in the wrong direction, this is the way you get, get your life moving in the right direction. You bring God your imperfections. If anyone needs another one, raise your hand. They'll bring one to you. If yours isn't working right, feel free. Raise your hand. That's it. Good. All right. I hope you went to the kitchen now and you got yourself something at home. We're ready for you. Father, we come believing that your word has spoken to us today. You said that when we take communion, we remember your death till you come. This is the right direction. And so I honor you today. The bread symbolizing your body, juice for your life. And so we, we thank you for your sacrifice and we accept you into our lives today. For those who've gone backwards, may they go forward now. And may their lives never be the same. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and partake. Father, we believe today that your life, your word has spoken to us and it has helped us. We hear you and we're opening, open, we've opened our heart for change. Now with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Rick, what you said spoke to me in a way that really touched me. And I just want a one final prayer before we leave, Pastor. I want to give my life to God today. I have one of those people coming back to God, one of those people who's walked away and I want to surrender my life to God. One final prayer for me, Pastor. Raise your hand if you're saying pray that prayer for me. I need Christ in my life. I know I need to make that dedication to Christ. Anybody at all, if you're online, I want you to touch that little screen right there that says type in the chat. I'll raise my hand. I'll write there on the screen. You'll see a button you can push if you're on a device that allows you to do that. You can say, I want Jesus in my life. Let me pray this prayer for all of us who are here and those online. Father, let this be a moment of, of forgiveness and healing. And may they start their new walk with you today. 
We thank you for it. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen.